You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Woo, save it, save it. Don't do the show before the show. Well... The new awful Jazz Players jersey. Oh, man, we should get into that. So many things to hate on today. What <laughs> is up, everybody? I can't do that with this in the mouth. It's very hard. I got my little toothpick. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to the Haters Lounge. Studio B edition of the Haters Ball. And, uh, yes, we are. We've presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, the OGs. America's uh, top-rated sports. Won a lot of money on DraftKings. Did you really? Yeah. You must have been betting against uh, the Boston Celtics. What makes I, you think. I just I had a hunch mm. about it. Um, boy, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> I've dropped it three times. Uh, boy, we. Uh, I wonder what we're going to talk about today, Eric. I'm rebranding as the Cackler. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's actually a good laugh. Do you have a good a good laugh, like a good like fake laugh or something? No, I had a lot of good real ones last yeah. night, so they're out of my system. Dude, you were. I could tell you're on it today. I could mm-hmm. tell you brought your A game. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> later on in today's show, we are gonna bring in. We're gonna bring in the homie Miroslav Serbian quarter uh, segment three. I think he's gonna teach us something that'll serve us in our trip to Serbia. Uh, in segment two, we're going to talk about, guys, the Denver Nuggets are on the clock. Officially, purgatory is over. Dead. The gates of purgatory have opened. It is now up to the Nuggets to walk on out into we, a brave new world. We just don't know which direction. We don't know. know. <laughs> we're about to find <laughs> out. Anything could happen. <laughs> Anything could happen. We see a bright light at the end of this tunnel. Um, but first, guys, we have to go to the haters' ball. The Boston Celtics. Yes, the Boston Celtics. Uh, and in particular, I just let you take the floor. Jason Tatum, he had a... Um, he had a rough final. Well, let's start with the positives. He made history. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Something we'll, yes, something we'll tell did. our children about. Our he children's did. children. He is in the record books. You're right. 100? Yeah. In one run? 100. Two. He got exactly 100, exactly too. That's what I love. We were... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I just... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just a commitment, mm-hmm. uh, a commitment to bad shots. And... Listen, I got to be honest. I think this this Celtics team may be back eventually, guys. But so will I. <laughs> so will so I. No I. one here is going anywhere. Defense wins championships unless your offense sucks <laughs> ass. You know what's funny about this game too is the Celtics played well for like 4 minutes and went on like a th- two different runs. It was like, you know, 2 minutes to start the game, 2 minutes in the third quarter. And if it weren't for that, they would have lost by 50. That's right. I know you could do this all, but like the game wasn't actually close. Not even And a it was close. actually less close than it appeared to be. <laughs> the Celtics it really was a hilarious game. Because the Celtics get up fourteen to two, and they come out, and you're like, and the crowd is going nuts, and it's all the energy, and you're thinking, like, like even me watching it, I'm like, oh man, all right, Celtics, they're gonna go down swinging, and it was like two minutes later, the, the Warriors basically were like, I mean, come on, yeah, just a casual <laughs> twenty-one nothing run, yeah, c- come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh the Warriors are back. They're the same. The Warriors <laughs> The Warriors the goddamn fucking Warriors. Uh I I would feel great except for that I just now de- left to deal with the Warriors. I know I know. That is like a part of it. Is like, yeah, you don't want to overcorrect here. We don't right. want to like go yeah, too yeah. It's far, like, oh but... yeah. We knew the Warriors would be dominant. And we're like Oh, oh no, now the Warriors are dominant. Yeah, they're yeah, that is kind of a bummer. Like their confidence has to I mean, they had confidence. This whole playoff run was honestly, it's one of my big takeaways is that they lost by fifty points to uh Memphis in yeah. one game and danced. Yeah. They yeah, didn't. they danced along with it. They, they're like, dude, we're gonna win. The Warriors possess 
the most uh, swag fuck around per uh, per uh, hundred possessions. Yeah, yeah, like whatever yeah. of any team I've ever, I've ever seen. Yes, they're yeah. losing. Uh, in what should be embarrassing fashion to the yeah. Memphis Grizzlies, and they take that opportunity to sing "Whoop That Trick" <laughs> about themselves. Yeah, they were the trick. Yeah, and they're like, somehow <laughs> Dillian Green is in their huddle, like they don't care at all. Yeah. Uh, and then they're just like, "All right, what are we going to do?" Like just moving on here. Uh, listen, the everything is good except for everything is actually bad. The Denver Nuggets now. <laughs> oh man, is this a bad haters? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> we're very excited. <laughs> but, 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 but. In the same fashion that the our beloved uh, our or recently beloved Colorado Avalanche uh, must defeat the final boss by ending a dynasty, Ooh, the Denver Nuggets now are in a position where they right are here. constructed in much the same way mm. that the Golden State Warriors have been destruct- constructed. Mm. We have been drawing this parallel for many, many years mm-hmm. that uh, the Denver Nuggets can be- learn a lot from the Golden State Warriors. How poetic that the Denver Nuggets could give rise to the Golden State Warriors by uh, losing Danilo Gallinari and allowing them to suddenly become the most dominant force in the NBA. And then they can also then extinguish that run. It's so beautiful. I want to cry. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're making a lot of good points, but here's my thing. We spent the whole finals talking about this series from the Boston perspective first. Let's not change now. (laughs) You're right. right. I thought that was a really good talking point. I I want to pull on that thread. I think it's like, you just wrote a story that I like really love. It's a beautiful story. There's some more chapters to this story. I can't wait to get into it. You're right though. But let's go back to the previous Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's go back. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys think he was hurt? Who, uh, Bill Simmons? Yes. <laughs> I just love Dave you. Portnoy? I do think he was Did hurt. you practice this whole routine? Yeah, like, yeah you got it. All right. A just, lot of it. Uh, you know what? He played so poorly that we had to speculate. But to your point, I have to give some media members credit, including one, Bill Simmons, who a lot of people don't like. I love Bill Simmons. I love I, Bill Simmons. I, I still really a fan. enjoy Bill Simmons. still love him. Still a fan. He, man, he had the, the stones to go on his show and be like, no, he wasn't hurt. No, he wasn't tired. Like, he just played like shit. I was sitting there. He picked Jalen Brown up with his yeah. right arm. Yeah. I think... Look, Bill Simmons said it best. I think he was just a little overwhelmed. And yeah. everyone seems to be seeing the same thing. Some people are getting very close to the truth. Although they're still try- <laughs> they're still trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, what and happened. And I'm like, dude, you're like 99% of the way there. <laughs> they, they actually are all yeah. the way there. What happened like, uh, is what he- was going to happen. Well, I will say one thing I do think is interesting. When I talked to George Carl about this, he, he's brought it up. like the fi- And we've heard players talk about this. The finals are different from the conference finals. It's like the Super Bowl, right? The yep. Super Bowl is different than whatever because there's the theatrics, there's the media. Everybody yep. descends on you. Like it just, it feels different. People have been talking about this about the Stanley Cup finals. Like you go down to Ball Arena and it feels like a whole different stadium because so much is put into this is the theater, this is the stage of uh, everything else was just an arena. This is the stage, and I do think there's something too. Like when you watch a player like Tatum, he didn't choke. You know, in in some of these earlier rounds, like he had games that I think are, you're what you're kind of getting at is like he does this actually a lot, but he did it every game this time. And yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, but it's not like it's that surprising that he didn't have one good game that he usually has two good games in a series. You know, but we act like it's five. Exactly. Yeah, you guys just close your eyes for half the series. I, gotta say, I mean, I, I told you guys this earlier. I, I have been listening to uh what I said, national regional podcast where people from different, you know, people from the Boston area, but also national podcasts. I heard the line so many times that the Boston Celtics had the better team. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? The Boston Celtics have two guys. I see. I kind of disagree Which with team? that. I would say the Boston Celtics have kind of have no guys. The kind, the like Boston, I, I think they have like a great eight team. guys. They've got a great team. But they team. don't have a guy. I agree. They're, the best player on the floor last night for the Boston Celtics was Al Horford. <laughs> that's last what I, night? But that's what I mean. Because like, they for don't the have run. the guy that's no. the guy. They just have like. Absolutely not. But I was like, what kind of no. analysis is this? What are you talking no. about? You have, you're going up against a team that has uh, Steph Curry. Pretty good, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Clay Thompson didn't even play well. Does not matter. Is Clay Thompson good? I, think I mean, he's, he's good. good. He's good. But no, I, I, I don't think I, I get what you're asking. Clay Thompson is kind of a crazy person. I, I, lo- I like actually, I actually love that. About w- him. Watching him having lost even just five percent of it, it's just a guy taking insane. It's shots. insane shots. Yeah, like, like when you shoot thirty-eight percent on yeah. those crazy volume or whatever. But if you shoot thirty-four, thirty-five, you're like, what the hell was that, Clay? But the but best this... part about Clay is that they won, and he went right back into. It. Oh, he was full Clay as if he just. This, had but the this best is it. This like when you have Steph Curry on your team, and you're like. Jordan Pearl can be like, 
every now gonna, and then he's great. I'm going to shoot yeah. it from the logo. <laughs> and uh, maybe I'll miss it. Maybe I'll make it. If I make it, dope. You're in tr- big trouble. If not, uh, Andrew Wiggins somehow has my back. Right, uh, right. There uh, was a lot of guys. Dude, they just have guys and, guys and guys and, and guys and guys. And they have like, the ultimate guy. And, and the Andrew worst Wiggins part is that the next year they get my Wiseman back who didn't even work fit into their world, but is a supreme talent. Or they can trade him. They or can they'll just him. trade him, yeah. man. It's disgusting. This is what I'm disgusting. saying. Well, whatever. I don't want to get into the uh, the bummer vibes. but uh, They but, are going to be good. No, because you are right that they are going to be. I do love. That's why I love the Tampa Bay. So people that don't know, the Avs have been climbing this mountain as the Nuggets have been climbing. They didn't have the injuries that Denver did, but they've been, kind of had some disappointing, like trying to get over the humps. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay is the Warriors of hockey and yes. that well, they the have Avs this are. great... Well, the Avs maybe too, but yeah, it's just like the mean. Nuggets. I know what you the mean, new ones. Yeah. Dynasty. They're a dynasty, but also they kind of done it the right way. They've yep. had a lot of continuity. They've done it like smartly. They've done it with a good coach and like all these different pieces. They've built or they stuck to their process and they play a smart, good brand of, of hockey. And so Denver, the, the Avs now are one game up trying to unseat them. It's like yep. they're the better team, but you have to... Even when you're the better team... The establishment still has this like advantage over you, yes. and the Avs are trying to upend that. And I do think that's a perfectly analogous thing to say. Denver is not the Warriors. I mean, they can try to become the Warriors, but yes. they are not that right now. And even if they're more talented, I do think that the Warriors kind of have this like that. That is the big boss to yes. me. That is the big boss in the West next year. The thing about a oh, team like the Warriors the that that play with such unbelievable, unflappable confidence is that at the end of the game where it's like, oh, who's going to make a shot? It's like you, the Nuggets have to rise to a point where they, it's like, that's not even in question. Like when they, in that Nuggets series. I feel that way though already about Jamal. Like, are you kidding me? Here's the other thing too. I know they just (laughs) won the title and a lot of it is because they did more than, than just one thing well. But even Golden State, I mean, when Steph's off the floor, you're kind of like, how do they score? And I know they do, but. No, no, honestly, there were moments in that game or in the series where it would be Clay, Poole, Draymond, Wiggins on the court, and then like Looney, and it w- they would look horrible, horrible, absolutely horrible. And you're like, well, that's all the good players, but except right. for Steph. And yeah. Sometimes that's just how it works, but you have to be able to survive it. The, the Warriors do have their defense. You learn a Even lot. Even when their offense sucks, they still have defense. You learn a lot about a star when they're playing the Celtics in the finals because you're rooting for them real hard. <laughs> And Steph is incredible. Do you have more of these? Do you have more things? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm like, just screaming okay. at my TV. I'm just screaming, where is 30? Every second yeah, he's off I know. the floor. It's so true. The other thing quickly about uh, just the, the, the uh, Lightning. Lightning cheated last year. They did? Yes. What did they do? The Lightning did not have one of their best players, Stamkos, on their squad the entire year. They, they skirted the... Uh, salary cap by not having him on play the entire season and then they were able to add him specifically to the playoffs uh roster it's a big controversy it's like a big loophole or something they 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 found found the biggest goddamn loophole and they absolutely so they have won their two they deserve uh, they deserve they need to be discharged dishonorably what they have is what has been described to me as the best goalie potentially the best goalie in the history of of hockey and i just watched him get scored on Four times. Yeah, it was really great. That was, so, those are fun. Um, yeah, but that's not, here, it's not the same. It's not the same, and you know it. You yeah. know it's not the same. Um, so more on this, though. Here's one thing I honest. There's like a couple of hot takes now that we can kind of like share now that the season's over. Like the, the 2023 season is over. Oh, boy. One of them I have here is that I honestly believe the Nuggets and the Celtics are the only two teams that face the Warriors at full strength, like meaning the guys that they would play. The Nuggets went five with the final three of that one being great. And by the way, Jordan Poole, 11 of 20 on pull-up threes against the Nuggets. 12 of 46 so the rest of the way. He uh-huh. shot by far the best like uh-huh. lights out on pull-up threes. Remember when we were going through this? We, and were it was like, like, we were like, who needs Kevin Durant? You have Jordan, <laughs> Jordan Poole. Poole. And I said, like, I, from talking to some Nuggets coaches, like I knew part of their game plan was, we don't think he's a great pull-up three-point shooter. <laughs> he's streaky. Well, Denver hit the bad end of that streak a little bit. Was it a bad game plan? It's hard to say it was when you watch him the rest of the time not make those shots. But he did. Whatever. It happens. We're not going to analyze that. But I look at that and I go... Did anybody challenge the Warriors more than the Nuggets? No, they did I don't think the Nuggets well, charged, challenged them more than anyone else. But the De- Nuggets were down two starters. Yep. Dallas wasn't. Nope. Uh, you know, Memphis was down John Morant, so we can maybe give him a little bit of that, although the numbers bear out that they were a lot better. <laughs> and they, they went like 20-2 and two without him throughout the season and playoffs. So And they won one of the two games they won was without J- John Morant. 
And then you look at Dallas didn't challenge him. And then not you go to the Celtics close. at full strength. Did not challenge Completely him. full strength. And they also, same thing. So I look at this and I go, Nick Wright, after the Nuggets lost, he was like, the Nuggets just lost in five games in the first round. Do you really think Jamal makes a difference in there? If you say, hey, the Nuggets lost in five games to the champion, and by the way, the last three games come down to the wire, and they're missing their second and third best player, I'm like, you know what? I walk away from this playoffs now and this season, and I just feel almost more confident than ever. In fact, yes. so very confident. You guys know what I did yesterday? Oh, we all know. Do we all know? Well, I hopped we on do. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's <laughs> top-rated sportsbook app, and I laid down 100. I matched you. Did you really? I matched you. 100 on the Denver Nuggets at 15-1 to 1 to win the title next year. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. I'm not saying like, but look, at 15-1 to 1 odds, I look at some of the names that were Worth ahead of them on that list, Worth and I said, you know what? I just watched this Warriors team that's very impressive for existential reasons, but basketball reasons, they didn't stop Yoke. No. At all. No. I look, it, yeah. The way that that series played out was it was eerily similar to series in the past where the Nuggets come out, they look like they are overwhelmed, like they're overmatched, and then Michael Malone makes adjustments that then start to pay dividends and the Nuggets then we watch it happen twice right. in the bubble. We yep. watch it happen with Portland. Like it is, that's just for whatever reason, that's how it works. And the Nuggets found out how to play toe to toe with the Golden State Warriors in a way that nobody else did for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, Dallas had absolutely no clue how to play against the Warriors. They got destroyed. They got, it wasn't even, it was not even close. Like Memphis had a couple just absolutely hate They won by 50. The Warriors just couldn't possibly have cared less. <laughs> That's the thing. Is that game, anybody that watched it, like that wasn't a man. They figured some things out against no, her. This is like, then like, the Warriors come back like, and smack them the next game. Yeah. Like, they were like, on. wow, we're not making shots and you're making every shot. Just guess what? We're going to make every shot next time. You're in big goddamn trouble. If you think this is going to work again. Well, one observation I had along this same line, fellas, is I know a lot of nuggets took a lot of flack this year and they at times looked incompetent, but as far as like all the quote unquote bums in that series against golden state, did anyone do the full stock watch on all these role players against Golden State by the end of the series? A lot of guys didn't look very good. Boston fans are down on Grant Williams. Oh, right. Now. right They're right. down on I Derek got you. White I see what right you're now. Saying, yeah. And look, I still think Peyton Pritchard. I still like I still Pritchard. ultimately yeah. see the light, see what people are saying <laughs> right. on the timing with Will Barton and all of that. But my point is a lot of those guys, like you thought looked really bad down some key guys against Golden State. Turns out it's actually pretty hard to beat Golden State. Um, <laughs> Turns out it's not possible at this exact. Point. Let's can we take our first break because I think that's a really an interesting point that I I'm not going to push back on, but I think it forms a very important conversation as we turn now away from 2022 and towards the 2023 right, season right. and the Denver Nuggets. So let's hit a break. Good idea. Good idea. <laughs> You'd think that I would be prepared for. That. Oh, Avaca TV. Oh, I know gets them. The people going. If you want to watch the Denver Nothing Nuggets, better than watching vote read this through those ridiculous green glasses. Or the uh, <laughs> or the Colorado Avalanche. You got to get Ivaca TV because they've got service in Denver and Colorado Springs right now. They've got channels like Altitude Sports, like DNVR. What? Whoa! Whoa. You can watch your hater balls. Uh, <laughs> on the TV. I don't feel like that was the right way to say that. Yeah, you guys know what I mean. <laughs> Haters balls. <laughs> Haters ball. On the TV. How do you get it? You go to ivaca.tv uh, slash DNVR. Is that right? I don't know, man. I lost the read. You yes. go to ivaca.tv slash DNVR. And if you use promo code DNVR, you're going to get $10 off your first three months. It's only 15 per month for the first three months plus receiver. No contracts. No hidden fees. We're serious fans of Ivaca. We're serious when we tell you that you should seriously consider switching mm. to Ivaca and use promo code DNVR when you do. It's Friday, so I got to tell you about DraftKings, which I actually think applies to every single day of the week. At Telling you, hey, I'm, for, real quick for this DraftKings one, I'm going to improv here. Please do. We did this together. The Yoke MVP vet. Remember? Yep. Put it out there. And oh, yeah. this one, actually, we had to wait a few games. Like, whatever. I'm telling you, I feel good enough about I'm in, it now. I, I'm, in. I'm in. Like I'm, I'm telling you, it's like so. If it, other people wanted to, maybe kind of just fill the vibes. I'm telling you, like I, I sincerely look at this. I'm not saying they're going to win. I just don't know why they can't. Yeah, I don't. They're in the running. We see how this offseason goes. This is an exciting time. Oh. It's not crazy. It just is wholly dependent on the health of two players. Yeah. 
Hockey fans, the final chase for the Stanley Cup is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup final, has a can't-miss no offer for the most exciting series no in one. sports. This is a way for a lot of people to get skin in the game if their favorite team is out. That's not a problem for you fine folks here in Colorado, the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> up go. one game to nothing on the Tampa Bay Lightning, but yeah, you can still uh, you can still profit off their success. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the final, DraftKings will hook you up with same-game parlays. I like to take Warriors money line, undumptator points, uh, over Steph points. That usually Dude, works out. Dude, I hit out. the sweetest parlay last night. But there's a, you can pivot to the NHL parlays now. Check out the DNVR Avs podcast if you're trying to learn more about the game. And the DNVR Bets podcast if you're trying to learn more about that game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code DNVR. New customers can bet $5 on either NHL team to win their game and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's free money. And that's code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Final must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum five dollar deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. My my DraftKings account is at its high water mark currently. Really? I've never been healthier. In really? I am fully fed. So far above. I made more money on the Warriors than I did on Nikola Jokic. Are you gonna really? Yes. Are, are you gonna make some big time future bets then? See, this is what they want you to do. <laughs> I think I actually just might spend the money on uh, th- really? go- goods or services. Yeah, like cash it out, <laughs> take a vacation. I did that. It was kind of nice. To, uh, got this watch. Really, really <laughs> weird choice, bro, but whatever. You do you. Um, so you were talking about how Peyton Pritchard and uh, Peyton Pritchard. <laughs> and Derek White. Marcus Derek Smart. White. Holy smoke, man. That and, guy felt. But was he incredible earlier on in the playoffs? He was incredible in game one. where And they, they... less needed in other rounds of the playoffs. Well, he was in, incredible in game one of this round. Like it, right, that's right. The, yep. the most improbable win in game one, which the series should have been over. Here's round. why I think this is really important. Because as we get into the series, or as we get into this offseason, we start to talk about the Nuggets. We all know what they need. They need some defensive players you know, to shore up some, some different areas. Yes. But I do think there is a chance where you can overcorrect too much and think this to me, the story of the playoffs almost every single year, but certainly true this year, it's twofold. One, are you malleable enough? Are you versatile enough that you can figure out a team, not just figure them out strategically, but you have the pieces to say, these are the guys that are most important, or this is what they're doing. That's that works. Let's adjust. So we, whether it's personnel, whether it's style, whatever it is, whether it's emphasis, you can adjust to stop that or to score in a different way. And then the other side of that is, can you do something so well, whether it's defense or offense, so overwhelmingly effective that other teams have no adjustment? There is no adjustment to you. I think the Warriors did both. Defensively, they had the people that they can say, this series is for this guy and this guy and B elite that comes in and makes, Otto Porter makes a big impact. You know, and then they offensively, nobody has solved them. Nope. Ten years into this, and it was right. disguised a little bit because KD was there, and of course nobody could solve them. But go back to 2015, 16, even though they lost in 16, I mean, still we can say that did they really did, did, did Cleveland really stop them or like solve them? No, they just outplayed them by one bucket, basically, one possession over the course no, of yeah, seven of games. Like it was still a razor's margin. They never really got solved. And I, I look at the Nuggets, and I see it the exact same way. I don't think anyone's going to be able to solve Jokic. The same way nobody has been able to solve Steph Curry. Yep. I think Denver has a hidden advantage that very few teams do and that their best punch is so different than everybody else's best punch that you either gear up solely for it or you're just vulnerable to it. Mm. The question is they don't have the defensive versatility. We know that. But I don't think that that means, as we've been talking, that you need all of these guys. Right, right, you might right. just need an Otto Porter. You might just need a Gary Payton. You might just need a Nemanja Bialica. These aren't right. names that ring out. But they're like, you know what? It gives us versatility to be able to solve whatever problem we need. Could not agree more. To me, this run for the Warriors represented their most versatile in that they had yep. the inside right. and the outside offensively their their defense has been something that has been there because they just swarm they have long arms they're in passing lanes Dray- like, and draymond is a draymond genius. is he's an draymond absolute, is genius. Their absolute uh, anchor when it comes to that but they they won a lot of games with like kevon looney and they won games being able to play inside like with the dallas Can I mavericks tell you, you know who kevon looney reminds me of if we're talking nuggets who yeah. who do he remind you of uh kevon well he's slow uh, mason Plumley. no <laughs> you know who he reminds cousins me of? zeke naji what? Zeke Naji. Because you look at Kevon Looney and you think, like, what's the skill set? Is he a lead? Is he this or that? Very smart. 
very willing to like grow into what it was they needed. He didn't like add a jump hook or add like the stuff. He's just like, no, I he's been oh, molded by saying. Draymond into being this very elite defensive role player that does a lot of things. And I look at Zeke, like if you just looked at Kevon Looney and were like, do the Nuggets need that or do they need this or that? People would be like, I don't know, what can he do? Doesn't matter. Yep. What he can do is execute a game plan super well, yep. defend multiple positions. And I look at Zeke and I think he's not that quite yet. But that's the hope of him. He could be a Kavon Looney type player that plays 20 minutes. Kavon Looney doesn't play that many minutes. It feels like he plays a ton of minutes, but he yeah. doesn't. He just plays enough minutes to be elite at that role. But it depends on, as you're saying, it depends on the, the matchup. matchup. Sometimes yeah. he plays a lot. The The Nuggets have the inside presence um, that is unstoppable. Nikola Jokic. He can do anything on the inside. No question. They have lost their outside presence with Jamal Murray and sure, Michael Porter sure. Jr. Those two, those pieces coming back already make them indefensible offensively. Yoke, but Yoke, that's the thing is Yoke's better than Curry was yes. when you take away the I other could, pieces. Could not that's, agree the, more. that's the crazy thing. The thing is, is or the, more effective. I yeah. don't want to say better. The, 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 the thing about know. the Denver Nuggets, I mean, they just didn't have reliable outside um, offense going Deep. down the stretch because they lost their oh, best yeah. players. They, we just immediately have that coming back into place. So the Nuggets are I think going to part be indefensible. Solved. Indefensible yeah, I offensively. Agree. I agree. And now it comes down to, like you're saying, yeah. like, what can you do uh, defensively to make sure... But there is a question... Like, I honestly, like, in just thinking about it, I'm like, all right, with Nikola Jokic, what he's become, the monster that he has become, like, I feel like our offense is going to be almost Warriors-esque in that there are going to be stretches where nobody can do anything against the Denver if Jamal Murray gets hot and Nikola Jokic they start playing two-man game uh, or you can just you know deke somebody pass it down to him he just does his little jump hook like that's cash every single time down like if we can just like marginally improve our defense I mean I I I really don't know how you stop the Denver I would pay ungodly amounts of money for Alex Caruso (laughs) so here's here's the thing Boston Celtics in the series had a 110 defensive rating, a 110 defensive rating. The, so that means the, the Warriors scored 110 points per 100 possessions against them. Can the Nuggets, what do they need to get to? Because I don't think they can be 110. The Celtics are a really good defensive team. They really are. And it, so I don't know if they get to that. But here's the thing. The Nuggets this year without Michael Porter, without Jamal Murray, they had a 114 offensive rating against the Warriors. Yeah. Murray and Porter add one point. Let's be conservative. Let's say you get to a 115 offensive rating. That means you just have to get to a 115 defensive rating to be able to compete with these teams. That all everything else. And to me, that's kind of what I'm saying is I just look at it and I think the Nuggets' knockout punch is going to be Warriors-esque in that no team can solve it. Nope. They do all these different things and try these pieces. And like, we just, I don't know. We're, we're trying to keep them below 120 offensive rating. Like, cool, they just cool. We, we covered up Jamal Murray and then. Jokic just uh, made it, got the ball, and he shoots at he shoots it at seventy percent. Right, and that's just that defensive malleability again. Not to, you don't necessarily have to be elite, but can you make it so that other teams can't just like spread ISO your one guy or run the pick and right. roll? Like, like just we're going to throw air offense and just do this. You. Like yeah, like can you get it to where they have to be honest and work for it? And if you can, I just think you're going to be. I just, I'm feeling just so good about Denver. Denver I might put yeah, I might put five hundred dollars. Agreed. Like I don't think they'll ever be that top five defensive team in reg season. You know, heading into playoffs. But we've talked so much about how in the past they've been able to be opportunistic. And if you are just the better offensive team for four quarters, and because of that versatility, that one or two players you can put five to six minutes of kills together. You know, here and there, that can be the difference. But the Nuggets at their best will be able to score with any team, yeah. including this Golden State team that just won Which, the yeah, they did. We watched them do it. Yeah, it was really Without great. Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I'm feeling really good about it. They do need <sighs> to get some defensive players, though, like uh, around the periphery, and that's where, you know, that's where things get a little bit interesting. There was a report that the Nuggets may be interested in trading 21 and 30. This came from Kevin O'Connor, who's a friend of the show, really good guy. I don't know that he he's not always a newsbreaker. It's not that I think that news came from nothing, but it's like one of those things where it's like let's file it away as I'm intrigued, you know, I'm intrigued, but I don't I don't I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock in it. Trading two picks for one pick. First of all, you just when you hear that, are is that something like you're kind of into? Not really. Oh, I'm not sorry. really cuz they already so had the pick it. and they traded a pick to do it. So, I mean, if there's a guy maybe one person really loves and if Calvin really loves, I get it, but I to me the excitement of that trade was 30 can be moved more in, in a more flexible manner than 21 to get a guy that improves mm. the team 
externally, not through the draft. I'm so I'm so into this. You're you're draft this drunk. Is, I'm draft drunk. This is <laughs> it's it. This is ironic because this is the bizarro Tim Conway. If you <laughs> it turn, would be funny if his if first you turn, move. He always turns one draft pick into two. Two later, if you turn two yeah. draft picks into one. Uh, it, it just it's, it's the exact opposite move, and I want Tari Eason. So I, you're all in. You're draft I am drunk all in can on I, Tari Eason. Can I ask you this question? And it isn't totally fair, but is he going to be better, do you think, next year than Jonathan Kaminga was this year? I think that he's going to be defensively very impactful because a lot of his skill, from what I can tell, is just physical. Yeah, but that's what Kaminga was. Like Kaminga's a, a freak athlete, defensive player, yeah. and he really bought into that system and grew. But when it came push to shove and you get up against another team that's oh. really smart, like... Oh, <laughs> you oh did you it? have Malort? <laughs> How did you unceremoniously drink Watch, that? It gets worse. <laughs> Has anybody ever had Malort? It's like the worst thing. Brendan just drank Malort unceremoniously like, by it, himself. It, it, it around. It, like, it, you oh didn't even God. drink the rest of it. Drink it's like intentionally it. bad. It is. Oh, it's like they added oh. stuff to make it. They're like, did, nope, too good. Did together. I tell you the story that was told to me when we were in Chicago oh, drinking this yeah. most foul oh, it of all like liquid? shoe polish. I was, it was explained to me that in the time of Prohibition, that the only way that uh, the, the distillery was able to make this foul, foul liquid was to go under the guise of it being medicinal. So they were brewing this, or they were distilling this medicinal liquid. Yeah. That, uh, it, and then, you know, this is sort of like when you can't get anything, you'll take anything. So when <laughs> alcohol is illegal oh, and you're looking worse. to just get drunk, uh, Malort is what you get. It's, it's bad. Anybody who's bad. had Malort, I can't believe you just took a shot like that. You didn't even finish it. Brandon, yeah, yeah. You well, have to I was it. trying to get in the mood. You guys have been talking about Golden State for an hour. I'm trying Brandon, to get in Boston. Now, we need to do this in honor. This is for uh, our main man, this Jason is a, Tatum. Big pour. This I'm is not. to celebrate 100 turnovers in the playoffs. Brendan, vote, please. I, I can't. I'm going to throw up if I drink this whole thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Literally knocked his head oh. off. <laughs> That's the worst tasting. Is that the worst? Like I know we ham it up on the yeah, show. Yeah, we ham the up the rock. Rocky yeah, which it, it burns or whatever. Anybody but it's not that, that has bad. had Malort, the one thing about Malort that you're not expecting is that it gets worse after it leaves. It's it really, really does. Bad. It hangs it's around. Really it lingers bad. for like this uncomfortable. It's like Tatum in the finals. Oh, <laughs> dude, that is like that Tatum is the just Jason Tatum in the finals of, of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> what a fun Friday. Um, but uh, but anyway, yes. Um, Tyrese Eason. Tyrese, he's just he's much bigger. Does he play in this series with oh the Nuggets? Yes. Celtics. Really? Yes. yes, I think so. Oh. I do think so. There are t- like Herb Jones. There are guys that come in. Yeah. Herb Jones was dynamic defensively, but he was also dynamic offensively. The, the Nuggets, you can get guys that come in and and provide just one skill. Like, you know the part that scares me though about him. What? Well, what's the reason he's dropping? Well, you, you hear that there are some uh, character issues potentially, right? Well, I think it's it was more basketball IQ issues that maybe he doesn't really grasp the game and like it's hard to get him and like that always concerns me. It, it does me too. The only thing is that I feel like the the way the Denver Nuggets are constructed currently, like if you have a guy, I mean, a lot of people complain about Will Barton's uh, basketball IQ. Like I, I feel like they they have. And and Michael Porter Jr.'s basketball IQ. Right, right. The only thing is that my, that Give Nikola Jokic just guys to just drive him nuts. He's like God Nikola Jokic is a goddamn Einstein, yeah. and he can make people better. If you can just like run towards the basket, yeah. and I'll throw you the ball. Like Tari Eason won't have the ball in his hands to make basketball decisions. Yeah, like he just needs to block shots. He just needs to be in the way. I, I don't know. Like I could be wrong. I don't think I am. He just looks so impressive to me. Yeah. I yeah I I don't know I don't I don't I I'll be interested to see I kind of question I don't know that it would make sense to use if you have two draft picks to me you have you have trade capital for something and I look at that and I go I I would almost rather them use both picks to try to move something you know a player a more win yeah, down player a, I, 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 or I something of that or you trade one of them and Zeke or something I don't know the one thing I will say is we've talked a lot about bones and there's been some bones rumors. Please After don't. watching Jordan Poole and the impact he's had on this team, like I honestly think that Bones gives Denver something that they really need to win a championship, and you might Sauce. be able to find it somewhere else. Swag. <laughs> some and some of that is swag, and some of that is like, hey man, we were talking about this in the group chat last night. Clay Thompson can go around and take as many bad shots as he wants. He injects that team with vibes that like nobody else does, and that's needed. Like sometimes you need the adults, and if you need the people that are there making the party, great. And he does that, and I think Bones can bring some of that too. But I think he brings some of the Jordan Poolness of how many teams have the ability to shut off 
this valve, this valve, and that exactly. valve. And that's Bones. And are there going to be series where it's like that's not his? Jordan Poole, I think, had the worst plus minus in this one of all the guys in the regular rotation in the in the finals. Like that wasn't the series for him to step into the limelight. Doesn't matter. Outside of Jokic and maybe Murray, and maybe if we're really lucky, Michael Porter. There's probably going to be at least one series that's not for every other player. Like every other guy is sort of situational, a little bit more in this series, more. a little bit less in that one. So sometimes you just sometimes you need a hatchet, sometimes you need a right. paring knife, and like, but we're going to murder people all the same. Yeah, we're gonna murder them all. And I think we're gonna murder people with bones a lot. Like I think there's gonna be a lot of room for the bones, Murray, Jokic trio, Michael Porter. Like I know that doesn't defend a lot, but there is series where that it doesn't matter. That's that's a lineup that you're gonna bludgeon people with. I also think I don't know if Bones is gonna do what Jordan Poole did to the Nuggets, but I kind of think Bones could be a better player. Are you sure he can't though? Well, I just want to focus on the second part for now. Like when Poole wasn't hitting those shots, it was kind of more like. Steve Kerr managing him. It was kind of more like watching Malone manage MPJ. Yeah. Which is, I don't want to take you off because of what could happen. Mm. But at some point, I have to reconcile with what is currently happening. Right. But then there were moments when Jordan Poole just stuck a dagger. Oh, no question. Like, he hit the biggest shot in game four. He hit big shot. Like, early on in this game, he was... uh, instrumental in turning the tide like he hit two three-pointers when the boston celtics came off and they're there when they were coming out hot which we i think we all expected them to do and then it just was like no bro like you're not going to do this tonight like there's something about like having that guy with the unreasonable confidence all the time that doesn't feel the pressure i mean and i i mean i swear to god bones looks like he's getting more confident which seems insane <laughs> i mean granted we only saw him playing in a pro-am but He's getting bigger physically. Like I can tell the, the man's in the lab. Like this means something to him. Uh, being great means something to him, which is that's, I don't think that's true of every NBA player. That's a good point. The idea of like, yeah, wanting, wanting greatness yes. or wanting some of this like, Hey man, what's in store for me or this, uh, not everybody does have it. You're right. I, I think bones has, I think, I think a guy who gets accused of not having it fairly often, Michael Porter Jr. I think. He oh, has, I think he has. I it. think he has that actually. It can manifest itself in some. We haven't seen it manifest it in the most perfect way, but same with Bones. Yeah, things just, to figure out for him. Yeah. but I don't think. But you're right that I do think he like sits there and envisions like, what's the best version of myself? What can I, I do? Yes, and I think with, even within the context of his back, hair. even I think even within the context <laughs> of his back, he thinks about all this stuff. I actually think when talking about that stuff is when he sounds most mature and reflective. Yeah, absolutely. No, but Bones is an old soul. I, hey, or are you talking about Michael Bush? The person wants me to give Boogie love. Absolutely, dude. Boogie whips ass. Okay, sorry. Back to the, back to the topic. <laughs> where did the Boogie topic come in? Like, where is that? Uh, because I, <laughs> you said who does Kevon Looney remind you of, and I said Cousins, and that person was like, that was slander. It's, is it though? I mean, no, here's the dude, thing: like, Kevon, Kevon Looney is one great man. Like, he, well, won. what I was thinking was just a lot of people thought the Warriors didn't need a center, but to your point of versatility, what it meant to be able to play. Watch him, that, you know, watch that Maverick series again, and tell me that Kevon Looney is not important to the Golden State Warriors. He murdered, murdered the uh, uh, the Mavericks on the inside. I think Kevon Looney was in the top among the top players again in plus minus in the finals too. Like sometimes. Of course, it's Steph and Draymond. Like those are the two guys, and Andrew Wiggins to an extent. But you do need to have these other guys Absolutely. that can do things. That and that's what Kevon Looney represents is a guy that can go in there and like, all right, we have our weak lineup out there, but Kevon Looney's going to help us mitigate the disaster because no, you're going to have to work really hard For to sure. score on us now. And For I just sure. that, and that's what you need. Oh, so. just a just a, a hard hat to work guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just a, you, like you said earlier, you know exactly what he's going to do, and he's not going to yeah. try to do anything. Can, I love you talking about a hard hat to work. Well, we're we're gonna gonna I've been listening hat. to Michael Malone. Oh, well, we're, can we, by trailer. the way, there are beads. You probably can't. They're probably not popping on the camera, but you should know. All right, big time hot takes here. <laughs> I think that I am curious that the Warriors represent a homegrown. Like, I think it's hard to look at the last ten years of the NBA and not think that there are better champions and people that get celebrated more than others. And you look at it and you go, Giannis in Milwaukee, no question. Steph Curry with the Warriors, like, are you kidding me? He's the man of the decade in the NBA. Dirk An NBA Dallas. that features a LeBron James that was, for most of that, in the prime of his career. Dirk, if we go back even farther. And then you've got these other ones with super teams. And I'm not saying LeBron doesn't have like some very meaningful whatever like moments with his super teams. But I think when we step back and look at this, I just think it's so hard for people to look at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and some of these other and LeBron James to a certain extent and look at these and say that's what I want. I think they all look at Steph Curry crying on the floor last night and go, "No, that's way cooler. That's way more meaningful." 
I'm not saying the super team era is dead, but I do feel like it has taken it. some major, major blows Definitely, over dude. the last like four or five oh, years. I love that point. Well, I love that point. I kind of love that it is, it's a pendulum and, and both sides are, have points. And it just has traded off. We we have a super team win, and then we have a homegrown team win, and then we have a super team win, and we have a hometown. Who was the super team? Lakers, the, the Lebrons, bubble? all the Lebron yeah. teams. It's yeah. like in that they were they were crafted. They were just. Put but you know in what a, nobody talks about? What to 2020 Lakers? Yeah, that's like a that's like a team that won it, and then like yeah, but they, and they were a super team. They were a team that was. I I know, but what I'm saying is there's this like the same thing with KD. They like, don't have reverence. They won't people be don't revered. really when people talk about the KD Warriors, they almost talk about it dismissively of like, right. oh yeah, then they have they just kind of took over or whatever. And then the, with these ones, they're like, how cool was that? Yes. Like this team or this or oh. that. And that's all I'm saying is I think there's KD as much as he's online and fighting with people, and I don't hate you know KD. I have mixed feelings about with all of this <laughs> stuff, but like with KD, he's sitting there miserable on Twitter like doing this stuff, and you're just like. That's because you know, like he. Do you, you still know have Malort mouth over there? Yeah, dude. Oh, All right. So well, can great. you do an ad read on Malort mouth? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's take a break. You know what might actually help you is if you sucked on those plastic beads that are covered in lead-based paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side, the homie Miroslav has been waiting patiently to educate oh. us. On uh, on Serbian basketball players, which I'm very excited for, as well as probably give us all of his hot takes on the stuff we've been discussing. So we'll do that on the other side. Breckenridge Brew is the official beer of DNVR. Beers are on tap, and regular seltzers are being seltzers being sold in the bar when we're open, which is currently only for Avalanche game nights. But we are open, so come with your friends and come early, because man, it wasn't a long line out the door. We opened at I think 3:30, and we were full at about 3:40. Oh, it was dude. There were like 20. Five people. Also, what day of the week was that? Monday. A no, Monday. Wednesday. A Wednesday. What day is it going to be tomorrow? Saturday. This place, we got pom poms. It's going to be unbelievable. I'm telling you, man. Tomorrow is going to be. Well, I mean, we're going to set a vibes record. Oh, it's it, the the vibe to say that they're the, the vibes are going to be. Uh, what's better than what's like more chaotic than a Mac? If, the, if if they win tomorrow, if the Abs win tomorrow, I honestly think it will be the number one. Like the number one no squad. This, no is the, this is the, the Stanley finals, Cup finals, yeah. man. There's just an energy right now with the house fans. So. And this all goes together because score two for a brew promotion from Breck Brew regarding the Avalanche Amber Ale is in full swing and it whips ass. It's it better than the Avs scoring two goals in the first period. That's right, Eric. They did last game. And anyone, everyone who had an Avalanche Amber Ale earlier in the day, well, they got a free beer because on game days, when you start that Avs day with an Avalanche Amber Ale at any bar or restaurant and you save your receipt, Breck Brew will pay it back via rebate if the Avs score two or more goals in the first period. I don't know if you've been paying attention. That happens a lot. They're very good. Avalanche Amber Ale, it's tight. The Avalanche, they're tight. Breckenridge Brewery, they're <laughs> tight. Tight, 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 tight. You know what else is tight? What? Sexy pizza. Oh, so tight. I got to the bar for the Avs game and I was starving and I didn't get food on the way in because I thought, you never know when the sponsors slide on oh, through oh, and oh look at that they slid on through there was a whole buffet of sexy pizza i felt sexy i felt full you know we've had sexy pizza every broncos tailgate we've hosted this year it's delicious and with the abs in the stanley cup playoffs we have a special discount offer for the fans that's you starting today until the end of that stanley cup final fans can get 15 percent off their entire order using the promo code dnvr abs and don't forget to order sexy pizza for your watch parties at home but why would you throw a watch party at home and watch alone when you can come here with the diehards we will see you on saturday let's go uh we have one super chat before we get to serbian corner we'll hit that real quick cool cootie tells us lasers lasers after watching other teams can denver win against golden state playing big also you should do a snake draft of most hated players (laughs) man that could be a fun one actually that's a really good idea i appreciate that one can the nuggets win playing big i think so like i think there's some the nuggets couldn't beat the warriors because they didn't have enough players guys like that that was the thing so i know there's some people that like are trying to give the like oh malone didn't make the right adjustments or this or that like the idea of like Denver playing some of the guys that maybe were speculated playing or some of the configurations to me don't make sense. But I do think there's something too. The Nuggets are going to feel and look awfully big when they have Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Jokic, and the spacing that Jamal Murray provides. Like next, Andrew Wiggins crushing the glass and this or that. Not, it, it's going to be Michael Porter and, and Aaron yep. Gordon dominating the glass and Jokic dominating the grass. So I, yes. Just not with the guys they had this year. I don't exactly. think it's a mistake from this year, dude. If you, they they were playing big and they that's how they ultimately got close. It was Boogie Cousins, Nikola Jokic were like the two most pivotal players going down the stretch for the, the Denver right. Nuggets, and then they would kick it out to Jeff Green, who was like uh, 
like one half of a player. Like right. He just wasn't. He was like not present. Like if you're kicking that out to Jamal Murray, uh, Michael Porter, Murray. Michael Porter, Automatic. that's playing. I mean, that's playing like that's not just playing big. That's just playing balanced, yeah. which the Nuggets have the the ability to do. All right, live from Serbia, oh. we're gonna bring in the homie Miroslav here to oh. school us and educate us as we prepare to go to the motherland here later this summer. Uh, Miroslav, can you hear me? Mile High City, baby! <laughs> woke him up from a slumber. We made him wait all the way till segment three today. He was a mild slumber. So first of all, we're all sharing some takes now. This, the 2022 season is a distant memory, but do you want to look back at that distant <sighs> memory? Do you have any takes about this finals yeah. or about any of the things we've Anything been talking about? about? The finals, I love the finals because... I am fucking not afraid of either Boston or Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I am not afraid of those teams. <laughs> I mean, yes, Steph Curry is amazing. He really is amazing. He is still one guy. You have Draymond Green, who is going to be, what, 32 next year? He is undersized. He should be like 3% worse than what he was this year. And he wasn't so amazing this year anyway. Show your work. You know? Clay Thompson, he's a shadow of himself. Yes, he's still hitting those crazy shots, but he's not as effective defensively as he used to be. If the Golden State Warriors are the best team next year, that's fine. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. I Let's have go. no problem with them being their biggest foe next season. Holy smokes. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I like it. <laughs> I'm into it. Um... I, I like it. We're 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 gonna be we're confident. I love that. Not lo smug, but we are uh, we're coming in with a. Um, well, we've learned our lesson. We've learned our lesson, but we're coming in uh, day one of the off season, the true off season, as close to smug as you can be. What, but, what not, is, but not smug. but not smug. We're hum. We're humbug. We're humble. <laughs> we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it some more. Uh, any other passing thoughts here before we get into our lesson? <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, I, I, I've made a, a poll on Twitter about should Bones Highland be as good as as Jordan Poole next oh. season? You know, is there a potential for him to be as impactful in a playoff series as we saw Jordan Poole from time to time to be? And you know what? Both of them are not, or at least right now, defensive juggernauts. But on the offensive <laughs> right. sound, side, side, they can really heat up really quick and... Let's see. Let's see if we can get that kind of contribution from him. And that's a really, really solid fifth or sixth guy for your team. I honestly think he can. Like Jordan Poole maybe has – I don't – I was going to say he has higher highs, but didn't Bones this very playoffs have, have the most highs. threes yes. in one quarter ever? And he also had the lo the most long threes. <laughs> the most long threes. Like, so dude, dude, Bones <sighs> – so I, I don't know. I think Careful. he can be there. I think he, I think he can be there next year. I, <laughs> defensively, I think he's going to be like Jordan Poole. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Jordan Poole was the weak link in the Warriors yeah. attack. Like every team after Denver yep. was like, "Hey, we got when Poole's on the court, we got to feast." And to various degrees of success. So that'll happen. But you can he still has use value even in the playoffs. Absolutely, I agree. All right. Well, let's get a lesson here, Miroslav. What 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 do you have to teach us today? Learn me something. Okay. Let's see the presentation first. He's <laughs> <laughs> so proud. He's so proud. He is so proud. <laughs> do we see it? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. see it. Yeah, we we're, see we're, it. We're, we're, our minds no, are I, open. Yeah, I, I, I need to switch to YouTube because because I have a different. Okay, oh okay. well, you have we, your own. Don't you no have problem. a presentation though? Don't can't you just follow yeah, just, it? Like no, we're no, on no, slide no. one. I, I do have it, but I just want to be on the same page as Kale. We'll do it. Live. Okay, <laughs> very good. Let's do it live. Okay, so first off, we're learning about the greatest Serbian basketball players in history. This is one. a course for non-European tourists. So <laughs> this time, yeah, I, I have to say, you thought you had bad backlash from the player theories tears a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah this we is did. gonna be way worse than what you had oh, because, <laughs> oh, good. because everybody from serbia in this chat will, is gonna hate this so well, are they gonna hate it more than your food like people really oh. were like i was getting dms being like yeah. don't listen to miroslav he doesn't know food your i was stocks like what? Have never your stock is low your stock's a little low right now. and also this is not a course for them. This is a course for us. So Serbians in the Good chat, point. pipe down, dude. Pipe down. <laughs> Guys, I'm I'm like 5'11 and 225 pounds, so I know food. Don't worry. <laughs> nice. Don't worry about it. 
Okay, so first off, I want to explain what we are looking at here. Can we get the next slide, Kale, please? Criteria, the criteria slide? Yeah, so, so even okay. though this list features Serbia's best players in history, the ranking represents their greatness, not their skill level. So what I was trying to do is find guys who are the greatest and not the best in order to rank them. This is very important to me because I, I cherish team success and also the individual accolades for this list more than, you know, pure skill and pure uh, basketball brilliance. Okay. Next page, please. Okay. <laughs> Kale? Yeah. Kale? Next, next slide. Page, Peja? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I, I don't see it yet here. Okay. No, no problem. So, uh, through the miracle of Excel spreadsheet, I was awarding players with ranking points for their... Ah, oh, shit. Let me go back to my... Okay. So, through the miracle of Excel spreadsheet, I was awarding players with ranking points for their individual and team success. Okay. Yep. But got only it. for the national team, NBA, and EuroLeague appearances. Okay. Ne next slide. You will yep. be relieved to learn that I will not be showing this Excel spreadsheet, only its <laughs> ranking results. <laughs> So, okay. without further ado, here's a list of Serbia's top 12 greatest basketball players top in 12. its history. Top 12. Top wow. 12. The dirty, the dirty dozen. NBA 75 over here. Flirty <laughs> dozen. Come on. We don't have the, 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 the license to do the dirty dozen. Come on. We don't want to get sued. Okay. So, number 12. Peja Stojakovic. You know this guy. Yeah, Man, do. 12. I, this list is going to be controversial. Yeah, well, you'll see. You'll see. Okay, so in the <laughs> first photo, you, yes, you can see Pajastokic holding his MVP, MVP trophy from the 2001 Eurobasket when he was uh, the best player over there. And on the next slide, you can see his accolades. So he wow. is a FIBA World Champion from 2002. I don't know if you remember that World Cup. It was in Indianapolis in the USA when... Yugoslavia won against the USA. People the sometimes talk, talk shit about this one, and people have to understand, nobody here even knows about it. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I get it. No. I get it. We still beat you in the quarterfinals. <laughs> and talk then won shit, the medal against Argentina. Haters ball. Oh. Haters ball. <laughs> like Lamar then, Odom and like... A year yeah. prior to that, 2001 Eurobasket champion, and also in the NBA. He was the NBA champion in 2011 with the uh, Dallas Mavericks. He was the sixth player on that team, but he was basically a starter level player. So I awarded the points for that kind of achievement accordingly. And also he was all NBA second team in 2004 nice. and three times NBA All-Star. All actually, that for number 12 on this list. I didn't know he uh, was second team NBA actually. He was really number four in the MVP ranking that year in 2004. Mm. That was the year when Chris Webber was hurt, so he had to take a lot of, uh, you know, good. Uh, load on himself. Okay. It's a phrasing issue. Okay, next one. <laughs> Number 11, Željko Rebraca. I know you have no idea who this guy is, so right. I will show you the next slide. Kale, please, next slide of Željko Rebraca. Now look at this beautiful blonde hair. Oh, this is how wow. he looked like in the NBA. Wow. So this, this might be a bit more... Um, maybe you remember this, probably not. Anyway, <laughs> he is from a village close to Nicolas Sombor, so they are very good with each other, with Nicolas' family. Željko Rebrače is the Olympic silver medalist, FIBA World Cup champion, two times Eurobasket champion, and also he has two Euroleagues, once as the best player and the other time as a not the best player. Better than Peja Stojakovic. All right. All right. Yes. Yeah. This is, yes. All of this these is accolades such a... add up to more points on the Excel spreadsheet. Listen, man. <laughs> I was not using my emotions. I was not using <laughs> film here. I was using pure math. I'm an engineer, so you have to respect <laughs> that. So true. This All guy, right. This guy. <laughs> Let's go. Number 10, Alexander Djordjevic. One of my favorite guys on this list. Alexander Djordjevic is actually probably the best scoring point guard in the history of Europe. And he also had a short stint in Portland Trailblazers uh, during the 90s. And take a look at his, his resume. So on the next slide, you can see that he won the Olympic silver, FIBA World Cup champion, three times Eurobasket champion, 
Eurobasket bronze medal, Euroleague champion once as a best player, Alexander Sasha Djordjevic. He was also the coach of the national team of Serbia last time Nikola Jokic was playing in 2019. Oh, it was that guy? Oh, that yes, guy sucks that guy. at rotations. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this guy uses his top 10. Come on. Keep I will not going. comment on that because my older son is called Alexander after this guy. So yeah, okay. I'll, I'll just let this one slide. All righty. Okay. okay. Let's I... go to number nine. Number nine, Predrag Danilovic. Okay, this guy is also a favorite of mine. He was a teammate of Alexander Djordjevic back in 92 in Partizan Belgrade when they won their only EuroLeague championship. That was the team that was uh, uh, age 22 on average with no foreign players. It was an amazing journey by Partizan Belgrade. And later on, of course, he was the star of the national team and some uh, teams in okay. Italy also also had a pretty nice NBA career in Miami and shortly in Dallas Mavericks. His tally: Olympic silver, four Eurobasket championships, which is a record. Nobody has four like him. Nice. Eurobasket bronze medal and two times Euroleague champion as the best player. Predrag Sasha Danilovic. Don't ask me why his nickname is Sasha. It's too complicated. Danilovic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's go on. Tied for number seven. <laughs> yes, we have a tie. Matt, Matt is ruthless because, you know, there are no tiebreakers if you have the exact same yeah, number of, of course, the course. Yeah. spreadsheet, man. You're going to yeah. get, get tied. So, number, tied at number seven, Zoran Savic. He was a defensive guy. He was, uh, let's say, uh, the European Draymond Green of the 80s and the 90s. And... This is why his teams were very, very, very successful. So look at his resume on the next slide. Zoran Savic, this is him playing for uh, Yugoplastica Split, Croatian team. He won three Euroleagues with that team. And actually, he was the MVP once, and the other time he was the top scorer yeah. on the team that also had Tony Kukoc and Dino Raja. So, so you can, not like you no, well, yeah, he, he is a better shooter than Draymond, of course. Nobody's not last that. night, baby. Draymond was locked in. <laughs> okay, next to those Euroleagues, he also has Olympic silver, World Cup gold, and three Eurobasket golds. Right. Enough for tie on number seven. Also tied at number seven, Jarko Paspal. Now, this is my favorite guy when I was a kid. He was my hero. He's also a lefty like me. Nice. This is him. Uh, trying to be bullied Ooh. by Shaq O'Neal, unsuccessfully, because this was from the 1996 final game at the Olympics. Look at when that Jarko, Jarko scored 18 points in first half, and of course, the US won at the end. <laughs> but before that, Jarko was brilliant. He had two stints in the NBA, one when he actually played a couple of games. That was in San Antonio Spurs. Look at this beautiful photo. The other time he was only on the Atlanta Hawks training team, but he didn't make the final cut because he was still smoking. Yeah, it's better than Peja. All right, man, this is a crazy list. <laughs> hey, he said greatness. Yeah, but yeah. look at the numbers are here. So two Olympic <laughs> silvers, okay. FIBA World Cup champion, three Olympic golds, and Eurobasket bronze. So that adds up for tied at number seven. As I said, he didn't make the cut at the Atlanta Hawks because he was still smoking two packs a day and they wouldn't allow yeah, that. Yeah, that'll do it. Back in <laughs> okay, 1996. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next up, number six, Zoran Mokaslavnic. Okay, this is a group photo, but don't worry. Zoran is the guy with the mustache on this on this photo. So oh, that guy. Wow, one. what a stud. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Everybody wore mustache back then. Okay, yeah. the guy in the middle. The guy in the middle. Okay. This is Zoran Mokaslavnic. Fun fact. Moka is short for motka, and that's 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 a Serbian word for a pole you can hit somebody with because he was kind of a, a bad boy when he was growing up. But that doesn't matter for his basketball reference. Zoran Moka Slavnik, look at this handsome photo in color from Incredible. the 70s in, in Red Star Belgrade. All right, we, gotta, we gotta speed through these other ones here. Yeah, yeah, I'm don't worry. Don't worry. Or, we're, we're, or at minimum, we're going to really interesting ones. Don't worry. Oh, You'll here it see. is. This is the, 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 we're getting to the top see. five now, baby. 
Yeah, top five is coming up. You can see. Oh, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Fucking out of here. Get off. Honest to God, I might end the segment right Fuck now, Miroslav. I might you. end this one Guys, right here. You need to understand something. Fuck you. I don't need Nikola to understand. You need to understand something. <laughs> Nikola Jokic being top five on the Serbia's greatest players <laughs> at only half of his career is actually a really great achievement because he still has enough time to earn more points than what he had so far. He's number four, and Jason Tatum. Everybody. <laughs> All of these guys are retired. All of these guys finish their careers Nikola i'm Jokic. so fucking mad right now like, still five here. like i, th I, I thought furious. you do two i, I thought did too. you did i thought he had a here all right five go let's ahead see. run through it let's here yeah we know accolades. we know the accolades we already got it already got it yep okay. so yeah. can we make so olympic silver is that two times nba mvp three times all nba first team okay NBA second team four times nba all-star and here is the nice photo of him when he was playing for mega basket all okay. Right. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, he was so skinny in Mega. Look at this. Okay. The let's go. Number four. Serious. Dan Bodiroga. Dan Bodiroga is my favorite. Oh yeah, this guy, dude. Time. He's so much better. than Oh, Jokic. he is so much better. I hope you can oh. reach this level someday. <laughs> He's come on, guys. I'm. I told you at the beginning. This is not ranking the brilliance. We're ranking the achievements. So mm -hmm. Dan Bodiroga. Mm -hmm. Dan Bodiroga, my favorite guy. Here he is clinched by Reggie Miller. And on the other photo, he's also being cleansed by Reggie Miller's towel, where he is cleaning his hands on. Dan Bodiroga, Olympic silver, two-time World Cup champion, three-time Eurobasket champion, European bronze. That's three way better than Euro two NBA MVPs. This is so like, much numbers, like this is like numbers say that. Numbers say that. Come on, guys. There All is right. life so is, is, outside of NBA. Does this mean that Faku so is going to be the number one? <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> Number, this number might two. be the last Serbian quarter we ever do. <laughs> the chat this is one. the chat wants you arrested. This, 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 is, right, this is literally the last Serbian. This quarter. isn't Serbian corner. This is Serbian dead end. We're gonna next week is gonna be Serbian corner with Ice Cave guy. Not even Serbian. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The, what's Tied funny is number this, two. the Serbians are Dragan Kicjanovic. Dragan Kicjanovic. Look at these accolades. Okay, on the second photo, he's the guy with the mustache. It's Tom Selleck. Yeah. So this guy, look at all these medals. There are uh, 10 medals, and this is the funny wow. part. This guy retired at his age 30. So he has won 10 medals with the national team by his age 30. He's so basically for every year of his professional career. And he was a scoring two guard, excellent guy. And the only reason why he's not number one on this list is the guy on his right, and that we will get to later on because he played for a bit longer than Dragon. Okay. Next one, tied at number two, Vlade Divac. Also so with Reggie Miller so in, the, in the contact. All right, Vlade yeah. Divac, uh, two times yeah. Olympic silver, yeah. two times World Yeah, Cup he was incredible. Right. Yeah, Vlade Divac. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> three times the MVP. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You see all this, yeah. great resume, really great resume. Vlade Divac played for the national team from 1986 to 2002. That's 16 years for you. So this is why I have him so high on my uh, Mount Rushmore. And is, that, finally, is that the guy that drafted Marvin Bagley? <laughs> listen, him? man, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not here drafting, you know, the front office guys. <laughs> These right. are just pure players. Okay, how about Michael Jordan then? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I will always answer with Michael Jordan. Number one, Drajan Dalipagic. This is the guy who <laughs> played longer than Dragan Kicjanovic. <laughs> Look at those mustaches, man. That's beautiful. That's you, beautiful. So this he way, was... Yoke needs a mustache, is what I'm learning here, to win over the approval of I'm Serbians. Not, I'm not sure he, he's able to, to, to have one, but we'll see. We'll okay. see. <laughs> Look at this list. Dražen Dalipagic, 12 medals with, with the national team. I will not uh, read them all because it's too long of a list. Just oh a gosh. wonderful... As a, Eric, as a design choice, do you like that he avoided the tear? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> rather um, than use like a, a different color or something? No, I, just, I think it, I actually it, prefer, like, it because, prefer it. Uh, my favorite thing is that according to the algorithm that Miroslav came up with, the best player on the Denver Nuggets is Faku Composite. Yeah, oh, he's got so many accolades. He's got <laughs> oh, so many accolades. <laughs> he does. He does. Not as much as Drajan Dalipagic, but we'll see. <laughs> okay. Special right. special edition, special bonus. The greatest oh, it, it player keeps in going. Yugoslav basketball history. So this guy is not from Serbia, but since I was born in Yugoslavia, 
I want to honor a guy that won the most medal in history of Yugoslavia, just to show you how incredible those generations from 1970 to 1991 were. Like in those 21 years, there were like 18 medals for Yugoslavia. This guy was named Krešimir Ciosic. He was the Jokic before Jokic. He was the Hold on, which, which guy here? Man. I got to know. It better not yeah, be so the, guy the guy on the right. So, it's so the guy without the mustache. Got Number eleven. Guy. He he is the he is the center. Yes, oh, next to Dražan Dalipagić. Okay, so Kresha Ciosic, <laughs> look at this list: fourteen medals for Kresha Ciosic. Such a wonderful career. Unfortunately, this guy died very young at the age of forty-six from the very very uh, scary illness back in ninety ninety-five. Next week, Kill the last slide. Next week, top five antidotes. <laughs> for I have to explain this. I have to explain this because thing is, the nature in Serbia is not very scary, and I need to scare you guys because I want when you come here that you realize, oh, it's not as bad as Miroslav has prepared us for. So this is really nice. Okay. <laughs> so right. We have no alligators. We have no mountain lions. Hell. We have we don't have even regular lions here, lions here, you know, <laughs> just some pretty pretty nice nature, some poisonous snakes, but not too bad. Not like Australia, man. It's, it's much nicer here. <laughs> I just so, love the idea, Miroslav, that you're concerned about our fear level of the animals of Serbia. Like, I don't know what you think we're going to be doing. We're not going into nature. <laughs> we're going into bars. We're trying to drink with you. <laughs> <laughs> we're going where Rakia is. And uh... But that's for next week, guys. Okay. Come on. Oh, let's okay, let's okay. not waste our time for that. <laughs> Miroslav, that was a fantastic lesson. Um, actually, retain, it was terrible. It I was actually a terrible lesson. There's was, not going to be a next week. You were fired. I was um, so clouded with anger. I retained none of that. Do lesson. you guys want to go Black visit like down. Croatia or something? Yeah. A little I mean, bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's go to Italy. Well, I might just, just go, go to Argentina. Argentina. Oh, we should go to Canada. Yeah, Jamal Murray's homeland. Canada trip, you <laughs> Yeah, Kitchener. Let's hit it up. Everybody. So much money. <laughs> the 2022 season officially over the 2023 season begins next week we are back and it is go time <laughs> monday show tuesday show wednesday show thursday live draft show and then a casual friday the Denver nuggets will be different next week how crazy is that and exciting you can never stop step in the same uh river stream yeah. twice Adam. yeah that's right there's a constantly flowing in one direction Hit that like button on the way out, everybody. We'll see you next time. Let's go! Shipping up to Boston. Whoa. <laughs>